You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Hallelujah. Once there is the move of the Spirit, or there is a word from God, Jesus did not tell Peter to change the nets. He did not tell Peter to change the boats. He did not tell Peter to change the river. See, yeah, there's no fish here. Like some people say that there is no money in Nigeria. Say, spoof. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, the way it is now, nowadays, that's not true. You've heard testimonies on this movie, on those who have been paid in dollars, even those who got job during pandemic. Don't say that. So Jesus did not change anything. He just said, launch into the deep. It, was, it wasn't about the direction that Jesus gave. It was because Jesus said so. Did you get that? He said to Moses, what is it in your hand? He said, a rod. I have held this rod for 40 years. And it has never turned to anything. He said, drop it. And it dropped and it became serpent. Do you know that your skills that they say they are not good enough? Or you even think they are not good enough? Your education, your accent, your appearance, your background. All those things that you think they are like a disadvantage. All you need is just a touch of the spirit. And it becomes an asset quickly. So Peter launched and then he tried to pull. And then he was shocked at what he saw. All because the master spoke. Well, I'm a little close to Pastor Nathan Ebasi. And I know he's a man of prayer. The anointing is just on that song. So you've been singing Oloragbaye for many years. But somebody decided to sing it under the anointing. And then, of course, anointed instrumentalists. And then it's all over the world. That's the way it is. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> when I saw that they gave Sinatch the best gospel song in America, it is true that God is not a respecter of person. It is when you accept limitation inside here, contrary to the word of God, that you experience it outside. If you believe what the word says, there's no limit to what we can achieve by the help of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Did someone receive that this morning? Shout a loud amen. amen. Before I ask you to see that, I want us to read something from God's word. That is... Proverbs 29, 18, it's a very wonderful scripture. Proverbs 29, 18, are you there? Now the Bible says, where there is no vision. Ah, what's going to happen? <laughs> but he that keepeth the law, happy, where there is no vision, the people perish. No matter how well-meaning, how wonderful, how educated, how spiritual the people are, if there is no vision, 
they will perish. One translation says, where there is no vision, the people live an inferior life. Where there is no guiding vision, where there is no vision. And then the second place I want to read, and then I will ask you to sit after that, is 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. Are you there? The Bible said, The child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days, and there was no open vision. God bless you. you can have your seat this morning. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Let's read from somebody again. It's supposed to be a brief service this morning because in the evening we are coming back here for a time of worship. Are you ready? One hour of praise, worship, and short prayer in God's presence. An awesome experience. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 31. Genesis 31. We read verse 10. Or let's start from 7. Or let's start from 6. Or let's start from 5. <laughs> Amen. Okay, finally, let's start from 5. The Bible says, And he said, Oh, let's start from 4. <laughs> I actually wanted to read verse 10, but let's just, let's just start from 4. And Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field unto his flock. And he said unto them, See, I see your father's countenance that it is not towards me as before, but the Lord of my father had been with me. And you know that with all my power, I have served your father. Verse 7 is very pathetic. And your father deceived me and changed my wages ten times, but God suffered him not to hurt me. That looks like somebody's situation. When people get you to work and promise everything, and when you start working and none of the promises is being fulfilled. Jacob said that your father deceived me. Wow. He changed my wages ten times. He said, but I serve your father with everything in me. He talks about a situ an ugly situation. I am giving so much of my time, my energy, my effort to serving your father. And every time, when it's time for reward, it changes the rule. And this is what I have been experiencing under your father. In almost all the companies in the world, people still experience this also. They feel trapped. They feel caged. They feel they are doing so much and little is being given to them. So Jacob was in this situation. Then Jacob said, it was a moment of agony. Then something happened. Remember the Bible says, where there's no vision, the people perish. If he said, though, the speck which shall be your way, but verse 10, he says, and it came to pass at the time that the cattle conceived, that I lifted up my eyes and saw in a dream, and behold, rams which leaped upon the cattle, they were ring straight, speckled, and grizzled. And the angel of the Lord spoke to me in a dream, saying, Jacob, and I said, There am I. And he said, Lift up your eyes and see all the rams which leap upon the cattle are ring streaked, speckled, and grizzled. For I have seen 
all that Laban doeth to thee. I am the God of Bethel, where thou anointest a pillar, and where thou vowest a vow unto me. Vows are very important, but that's not what I'm talking about today. Arise, get thee out of this land, and return to your father and to your kindred. Praise the Lord. What is this all about? <laughs> it's in second service, I will talk about that for Samuel 3. There was no open vision because the word of God was precious. There is a connection between the word of God and vision. Now the Bible says that where there is no vision, the people perish. Even though Jacob earlier had had an encounter with God, but there was still no vision. God told him that go to Laban and when you come back, blah, and he vowed to God, I'm going to give you a 10% of everything. But Jacob got to Laban's house and it was a place of slavery until a vision appeared to Jacob. So he called his two wives and he was explaining to them that at this time, your father is so envious of me because all his wealth has become mine. I came into this company as a janitor, as a secretary. Now I have become a partner and it looks like I'm in a good position to buy the company and all the board of trustees are angry with me. That was the situation. And he wanted to explain to the wife that there was a game changer. Something happened. Your father, he said, the, uh, the reading before was that your father was winning and winning. People have worked in places where they feel like the MD or whatever is extremely wealthy and everything fine and they look like they are just serving. So Jacob said for many years it was like that. It looked like if I was to sit down to calculate my future, like many people, if I'm to look at my salary and the next 30 years, it's likely I will not do anything significant on, on the face of, face of the earth. Nothing significant. Significant. I won't do anything significant on the face of the earth. It was a painful moment for Jacob. And he said the scenario continued. The guy deceived me the first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time. Because where there is no vision, the people perish. So it was perishing. Then he said along the line. In a dream. In the night. Something happened. He said, I want to talk to you about your father. Now your father doesn't like me anymore because I have become a big shot. Now I want to show you where the quantum leap took place. What happened between me, all that you saw, you all witnesses, you all witnessed, you all witnesses, and you witnessed when I was to marry Rachel and your father gave me Leah. When your father will say, I will pay you 500K and then they will deduct pension, deduct, deduct this, this and that. He said, you all saw this. He said, but right now, I am the big shot now. Finally, your father set up himself. He went out one day and he counted the cattles. The, some of them had spots on their body. Let's say out of 200,000 sheep, those who had spots were just about 1,000. 199,000 were playing. And Laban came. <laughs> Jacob came to meet and he said, you know what, don't give me money again. He said, um, instead of money, any sheep that is spotted, let them be my money. Laban was a very cunning man, so he went out to count. And he saw, uh -uh, out of 200,000, only 600 are spotted. That's what you want. He said, I give you with the whole of my heart. But he did not know 
that Jacob has seen something. Oh, Kaluste. <laughs> Never go to negotiate until you have seen a vision of heaven. Never make a position. Never take a position until you have seen something. Hallelujah. Vision. I will talk about types of vision, second service, dream, trance, open vision. But I want to say that it does not matter the form which it comes. If it is from the Lord, it will produce the same results. I get what I'm saying. Because not everyone will dream. Not everyone will see an open vision. But everybody can have a vision. And I will spend a bit of time talking about how this is done, second side. But this is just the introduction. It's still under how God sees you. So I'm talking about vision. So Laban did not know that something had taken place. Then Laban sat as the CEO in his house. Then he came out one day and he counted. Ah. All of a sudden, from 600, now 300,000 sheep, 100,000 spotted. Then he came out six months after, one year after, 400,000 sheep, 250,000 spotted. That means Jacob now had 250,000, he had 150. Then he woke up one morning again, then he counted. Now 600,000 sheep, 500,000 spotted, only 100,000 plain. And he looked at Jacob and said, you know, I feel like killing you. Something is going on. And you know, they assigned the document that they spotted and that's so why he couldn't change it anymore. And Jacob called his two wives who were sons of Laban. He said, your father did not understand what happened in between. I was in a place of perishing. In a place of destruction until a vision appeared. And where there is no vision. But where there is a vision. <laughs> he said, I saw something. Now the question. So he said, the angel stood by me. I saw in the night. I saw that all the sheep were given by all the sheep were given back to spotted sheep. And the angel said to him, I have seen all that Laban is doing to you. In other words, God showed Jacob from heaven's perspective a divine plan. A divine plan will never come into your life until you see it. So the first thing God does is to open your eyes to see what he's doing. When he reveals his plan to you and you accept it as a blueprint, it becomes a reality in the physical. If a woman can see a child... In the spirit, a, a woman trusting God for a child, she would definitely see one physically. I think it was P. Josh's mommy that told me. She was believing God for him and she was praying one day. I will talk about that later. And an angel appeared to her in the room and gave her P. Josh. Oh, she had a vision. That was it. And I've seen that with many, many, many people. Somebody waited for 25 years and one day just saw it. I think Pastor Obiora, somewhere in, uh, in Delta, say, said the same thing. He was worshipping God in the morning. Now, what I will explain second service is that not all of them will happen in form of dream or open vision. Sometimes it is a statement that God stamps upon your spirits. You can't doubt the fact that I know that this is what will happen. And none is more spiritual than another. I get what I'm saying. As a matter of fact, if you start paying attention, so the ones that are not very spectacular, then the spectacular will follow. 
That's what I've discovered. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. I saw it when we were believing God for a child. And I wrote it on the door of our bedroom. I wrote the name of the boy and the girl on the bedroom. And it was shortly after that. Because once you have seen it, and I'm going to talk about that, I'll do that second service. Why Elijah prayed and told the servants, he saw and he said, God, please open his eyes. When you have seen it, it changes your approach to things. Because Peter said that we cannot deny things that we have seen. Once you are, it didn't say physical or spiritual. Once you have seen it, nobody can take it away from you. Hallelujah. Those who have seen the future till 70, 80, what they will do in the next 40 years, no matter the sickness, whatever happened, they will recover because they must get there. Because a destination you have reached spiritually, you will always reach it physically. Are you with me? Do you hear what I've just said now? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Mm. <laughs> Glory to God. I. Mm. Thank you, Father. I want to be sure that everybody is accepting what I'm telling you now. So can we say the power of God is limited to the vision that you are able to accept. So let's start this way. Joel 2.28 The Bible says that and I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall what? One of the effects of these last days. Now, oh, thank you, Lord. One of the effects of these last days is that visions will multiply. Now, listen to me. There are things that are general. Vision is one of them. Spiritual vision like trance, they might be more to Christians and then to demonic people. So in other words, when it comes to open vision, trance, and the rest, they are for the spiritual people. Now, Christians are not the only spiritual people, which is also very spiritual. Native daughters are spiritual. They see. They see beyond what you see physically. Because the realm of the spirit is open. They go into the back door. And then, through spirits, there are demonic spirits. So whatever result they are going to give you will carry a measure of demonic with it. They don't get what I said. Praise the Lord. But that scene, they will see. They get I was following Paul and Barna. He said, these are only servants of God. Okay, she had suits and she was a suitsayer. And then she could see. The witch that uh, Saul went to later knew she brought somebody who was supposed to be Samuel, but that was not Samuel. In a trance, she saw a ghost coming. And the ghost told her exactly what will happen. That Saul and his son will die the same day. That was what happened. Because Satan can. Now, Satan does not know everything you think. But he can tell when you are thinking the thoughts is feeding you with. How does the devil gain entrance to people's life? He stands before you and he puts thoughts in your heart. When they go in, he can see. When they are not rejected, he can tell. So he knows. Familiar spirits are spirits that are very consistent with your activities. So when a person dies, familiar spirit can take the form of the person and be appearing to people around there is nothing like people appearing after death to people. And there is nothing like grandma appearing in a dream and warning you. That is demonic. That's not grandma. 
That's a familiar spirit in the family. Because the Bible says it's appointed for man to die once. Once a person dies, that's the end. The only way it can happen after, the Bible said, the spirit of just men being made perfect. So men who carry high measure of anointing when they were at, and they are now standing with Jesus in heaven, can communicate a message as a like God using Elijah and Moses to speak to Jesus. That is the meaning of spirit of just men. It is possible. Did you get what I've just said now? Hallelujah. But actually, in order, in order what, so they are not those people talking to you. A message is just being communicated. But if it's about uh, my friend died and he appeared to me, he's warning me in my dream. You better pray. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. Another spirit trying to, it might start with something good. Once you yield, you have opened up yourself to the negative side of the spirit realm. An invasion will start. I prayed for many people who open up themselves to all these things. It's always disastrous at the end. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Is somebody following me? Is somebody following me? So are, you, are we together? Yes, sir. Ah, oh dear Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When the Spirit is poured out, there will be visions. And when God wants to operate in a life, so I give example of Jacob. It begins with a vision. So Jesus said in John 16, 13, when the Spirit shall come, it will show you things to come. Now, I will end this first service this way. You and I are not God. So we cannot tell God how God should operate. He tells us how he operates and we accept. Are you with me? For instance, I think this will bless somebody. For instance, the Bible says, ask and it shall be given. Matthew 7, 7. Knock, seek. But then the Bible says that God knows our thoughts before we ask. Jesus spoke for this, that don't multiply words. Your heavenly father already knows what you need before you ask. If God knows all my needs, why is he asking me to ask? Why are we praying? Why are we bothering ourselves praying? Why do we fast? You already said in your word that you know my thoughts. You know what I need. If you know what I why do you want me to say it? When we get to heaven, you ask him. The point is, he said, ask. And he said, I know your thought before you ask, but ask. Why are you telling me to ask? I don't know. As soon as rapture happens, you walk up to his throne and say, Papa, I want to ask you a question. You know my thoughts. Why bother me to ask? Because he is God. You don't choose method for him. He said everything, cattle upon the mountains and upon the hills, they are mine. He said, if I were hungry, I wouldn't tell you. Then why is he asking us to give? Again, when we get to heaven, you ask him, why do, why do we have to give? It is because praying demonstrates your faith in his ability. Giving also is a demonstration of your faith in what he has made available. Secondly, so that nobody will accuse God of partiality. As we pray, we press into his plan. The more you pray, the more you press in. The less you pray, the more you don't press in. The same thing, Paul explains that he that sowed sparingly shall reap sparingly. He that sowed bountifully. That was what Jesus said that made people to take stone. The first message our Lord preached was disastrous. It was a terrible one. In Luke chapter 4, 
after saying the spirit of the Lord was upon me, the Bible says he entered the temple and he opened the book and he said the spirit of God is upon me. He has anointed me. And the Bible said the eyes of everybody was upon me. I said they wanted to hear what he would say. And his first sermon threw them off balance. He said there were many widows in Israel. <laughs> to none was Elisha sent. Except the widow of Zarephath. And they took stone. He had to hide inside the crowd. Human beings don't like that statement. They hated it when Jesus said so. They will hate it when you say it also. I have seen social media criticize pastors who tell people that we become prosperous in the kingdom as we give. People hate it. Jesus was saying that, why was it that it was only one widow out of all other widows that Elisha bled? Because she was the only one that gave Elisha her last place. Period. That landed him in trouble. That was what he said. That made them to hate him so much. Jesus said that there were other widows also who had their last plate in their hand. Elijah didn't go to any one of them. Elijah didn't bless any one of them. He only blessed the one that operated by faith. When you say that in the church today, people will still hate. Oh, no, no, no. I say that. I say, say the brigade give. <laughs> no problem. I have told you before, I wonder why you are praying also. He doesn't pray also, so why are you praying? At least he doesn't say he prays. He doesn't say he believes in Jesus. So why do you believe in Jesus? Don't be a fool. And God tells you to do something, you are calculating that this unbeliever does, this one doesn't do it. The unbeliever also does not believe. How many times does Dango take it? He doesn't also believe in Jesus. He's a Muslim. So you too, why don't you say, I don't believe in Jesus again? Because he has become your standard. Now, I don't have anything against him. I'm just saying that. It's amazing how people interpret things. The question is, are you in Christ? Are there methods that Christ has laid down Yes, then follow his method. It is true. Amen. See, the power of God goes into operation when we take a step according to his word. It is true. Why did he tell us to always forgive? Why are we the first to forgive no matter what people have done against us? Because he said so. Sincerely speaking, forgiveness of people can be very painful. But the more you do it, the more your flesh is, flesh is broken. And the more there's a release of the spirit. I have told people before, and I want to say it to everybody here this morning. Everything is not fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer is, a, is very important. Whether I preach on Wednesday or preach on Sunday, I don't, I have a tradition. I hardly, maybe one out of hundred times will be when I will taste anything before preaching. Even if I'm preaching 9 p.m. in now, most times, 90% or 99% of the time, I will not eat until I am true. Even days when I'm not fasting. Fasting has been part of my life from when I was small. Yeah. I've been treated before for gastritis for not eating. So it's part of, but I'm saying this to everybody. Everything is not fasting. If there is a person that has wronged you, and the spirit of God is disturbing you that for you, and it's so difficult, sincerely, if you stable the case before people, Everybody will agree with you that you should not pardon that person. But if you do, what will happen to you is that the flesh breaks down. The spirit becomes more amplified. It's likely that you'll be more sensitive. You'll start hearing the voice of God more. Something kills, something dies in your flesh. When you take a step against the flesh. And something is added to your spirit when you take a step against the flesh. It is true. You might begin to walk in an authority that somebody who has fasted for seven days dry cannot walk in. Why? Because you have obeyed the Father against all odds. Did you get that? 
Someone looking at me, I see I just spoke to somebody now. <laughs> Amen. Are you, are you following me? Where there is no vision. So the question is, how do I receive the vision of heaven? Apostle Paul saw it and his life changed. Now, if there is a divine plan, so in other words, if jo Jacob didn't see it that day, he was going to continue in that predicament under labor for a long time. Why are people in a position of being a victim for 20, 25 years? For the father they are in Christ, there is already a plan. For everybody here, Acts 15, 18 says that no one to God that all his works. I told you last Sunday, his thoughts towards you are deep and they are powerful. There is nobody here that God does not have a good plan for. The question is how many people are working according to the plan that God, that is why I told you, when we make it to, the Bible says that on that day there will be many tears. He shall wipe away all tears in heaven. Why are we bothering? Why, why, should, why are we going to still cry in heaven? We are not going to cry because we have made it uh, by, no. If you are born again and Jesus is Lord of your life, you are going to heaven. Did you get that? That is the place of the blood of Jesus Christ. You will never be correct about everything you are going to do, but the blood speaks for you. But you see, as we get to heaven, we are going to cry because we are going to discover that many people, a 40-chapter book was written to you, for you by God. 40 things we accomplish on earth that will affect an entire generation. You never even touch opening, not even table of contents, and that's where you are. By the time you saw, by the time, you know, it showed you, you saw your days on earth, how far you were from the mark, you would cry. You would break down. So you mean, till I was 45, I was living like this, and the plan of heaven was to Pastor Bimbo told me she was dating this guy. But then the guy was not born again. So she got born again, you are, and the guy was in affair. And she was praying, and she knew she had to end that relationship, and it was difficult. She cried. She prayed. She finally went to tell that guy it was over. Then the Lord made her realize something. When I say you should leave something, if you don't, you can never assess what I have for you. What will make you see what I have for you is for you to drop what I ask you to drop first. That is the equation. That is the contract. You don't do it, then you can't get it. So, she did. Shortly after that, then she met Pastor Taiwo. She met, Pastor was a final engineer in UI then. He was on his way to working with NNPC, the only lawyer company in Nigeria. Then he found out. She just met a more handsome, more educated, better person than the one she left. Now, when she was alive, you could tell the romance between herself and her husband. I mean, everybody can. That's why she teaches. So one day, she was in her office, she sat down, and a woman came to see her, and it was her friend. When she left that guy, her friend started dating the guy, and the friend was with bruises all over also, and she came to report the guy of domestic abuse. As we cried that day. This could have been me, one. Number two, Apart from domestic violence, I, I would have missed Pastor Taiwo. Many of you don't know. Pastor Taiwo started singles ministry, not Pastor Bimbo, and took his wife and said, you'll be preaching here, let me face the church. He made that popular. He made her popular. And he was never threatened by her popularity once. She told me, I hosted her when I was in final year you were. I was there, I was Pastor Bimbo's uh, study for about eight hours. I didn't even know the husband then. I knew, I met the husband after she died. I was, we were talking. And Sheshola, you know what? Said, 
I go to the airport. We didn't invite the husband. It was how we went to invite from UI. Pastor, 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 pastor. But when, when she came to Abel with her, they had TVs outside the hall she came to, and there was no space inside. And people did not even know her husband. She now told me that that's even I said, myself and her husband, we will get to the airport and somebody will come. I said, hey, Pastor Bimbo, Pastor Bimbo, our church has been betrayed. I said, she would just be like, excuse me, greet my husband. And they'll be like, good afternoon. Hey, Pastor Bimbo, I said, trust some men. They will kill the vision of that woman. Jealousy will make them. Pastor Bimbo will be in her office. There will be 70 people waiting to see her. And the husband will sit quietly. So, and it was never... It was when I went to the church and I saw thousands of people that were shocked. How come this man is this quiet? May God give you your man. Who will provide platform? One day she told me, when she came to you, she said, we have to leave 5 a.m. in the morning. I have been away from the house. My husband is the pastor of a church of thousands. Yeah, he's the one with the kids. I have to go back. He said, I have to leave 5 a.m. So I can get home. Then we go to church together. She left Sunday morning. She preached in you Saturday morning and Saturday evening. And she was like, I have to go back. I was like, wow, what a man. Not even a, I can understand Joyce Mayer that the husband does not pastor a big church. I can understand if your husband is not a pastor and a supporter. Well, that is good enough and that is wonderful. But when you have a husband that is very mighty, far bigger than you, but is there to support what you are doing. You write a book, he helps you to talk about it on stage and he's not talking about his own book and your books are all over. When it gets to the point of people greeting you at the airport and not greeting your husband, only few men will take that. He said, meant that the husband will just, pastor will just go and sit down. But people will be talking to her. When she came to Abiyokuta, the hotel I put, everybody in the hotel came out to greet her in the morning. She prayed for all the people working in the hotel and she gave them more. That's how you should be rich. See, don't you think it is wonderful when you pray for people and you also back it up with something? I have heard a lot about Christian sisters saying that Christian brothers will come on your bed and just be quoting. <laughs> you know, they just told you about the love of God. It is, it's wonderful. They say, we all know the love of God, but can you add something? Can you buy something precious? And then you can now tell her scriptures. You understand? After sharing scriptures, you back it up with something. That way, she wants to hear more scriptures. <laughs> Hallelujah. There is a, hmm, let me end there. There is a man of God that said, one of the popular men of God in Nigeria, but I don't want to mention this, so I mean to be sure with it, but it's very popular. He told our friend, I want to be sure he just called. I didn't even know what he did. Bishop just started lambasting him. That you know, don't feel too big. Said, he was just I'm sorry, sir. Even though he didn't know what, what he did. I'm sorry, sir. He said when he finished rebooking him, he went to his office, his church, and he wrote a check of 100 million and sent it to Bishop. The following week, two people were waiting in his office to give him one billion naira each. He told my friend that, I'm waiting for when he will abuse me again <laughs> so that I can... Now, if I mention everybody, you all know the minister. Listen to me. Never get to a height where you become like this. Especially to people who are helping you. To, what will happen is that you might not see again. Second service I will talk about when a man is blind. What we do. The first assignment of prayer is to cure every one of us of spiritual blindness. Because once you can see the plan, 
So they surrounded. That's where I will start from. They surrounded the city. And Elisha sat and was taking coffee in the morning. He wasn't moved. And the servant was afraid because this will always be two types of Christian that you see every now and then. Those who see from what is around them and those who see the vision of God. So Elijah helped the young man. He said, Lord, I pray. I'm going to tell you why we pray. Why we have to get serious in the place of prayer and why we listen to the word of God. That's where I started from. The Bible said the word of God was precious and there was no open vision. Anywhere there is no word, there will not be a vision. Did you get that? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Everybody listening to me, God can show you the next 10 years. The guarantee, number one, you will discover that now you know. Once you have seen the next 10 years, no matter what happens in the country, death cannot come to you. Because once the role is revealed to you, you have to play it. Did you get that? It's like when you have been invited by a producer to come and out, and they've given you the script, and they have, they have started. They hardly go back on something, because the cost of going back will cost you so much. To go and look for another actor and everything. So once they have chosen you and they have handed over the script to you that, okay, this is, so you are more me. And I'm more me was this woman in Ife and everything. And, they've, and then they've said, so they have to start all over again, searching for someone else, preparing. So once God has handed over that this is evil scripts, you are the one to do this. This is, you are going to have two children. You are praying for a child. We intend to give you two. And one of them will become this and this and this. Once it is given, it settles inside you. But this world is so dark that we cannot see very far until we begin to pray. Until we begin to pray. Hallelujah. There is so much that God wants to show everybody listening to me this morning. Sometimes as you are praying, you just start knowing inside you, this is the direction to go. This is what I'm supposed to do. Let's close this way. You know, I told you something. I started at the retreat and I told you last Sunday about, I think I said second service, about the acronym for the word shape. Shape. And I said S represents, that shape is actually your shape in life. S represents your spiritual gifts. H represents your heart, your passion. A there represents your ability. The P there, your personality and the E, your experiences. This is the summation of your life. If you want to understand who you are and what God has called you to be, the answers are around this five arena. But the art of the matter is also that H, their hearts, your passion. And now, this is the area that you will need to receive illumination. That is where your ability will make sense and your experience will make sense. And you understand why you are from Ijesha and why you are from Umaya, and why you are in Nodana. You begin to have an understanding. When these things don't work together and we don't know, you can never live life the way you should live it. Did you get what I'm just saying now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray this morning, may the Lord open your eyes. I will continue second service. Let's rise. Is someone blessed this morning? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessed be your name, Lord. Blessed be your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, 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 we worship you. You see, if the Lord tells you to shift, 
if the Lord tells you to say bye-bye to something and you don't, the Lord doesn't get angry. You cannot just assess what he has for you. Yeah. He makes sure you see it first before you can see it physically. That's very important. I told the workers yesterday, while I was praying on Friday, the Lord said to me, today will be a day of fruitfulness for people of the church. When the Lord tells me, I don't bother to know how. He's the only one that will do his job. I might not stand to say, I pray for fruitfulness. I don't know what the evening service will be like. But the Lord said that he will make each person fruitful. Whatsoever is called barrenness, any kind of barrenness, will not be found in any part of your life. You will not be barren of relationship or finances or spiritual visions. You'll be productive in every area of your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We worship you. It's November and it's going to be a very productive month for many. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.